Season 2, Episode 77, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, entitled by A.T. Robertson's Pharisees from Jerusalem Reproach Jesus for Allowing His Disciples to Disregard Their Traditions About Ceremonial Defilement of the Hands, i.e. not washing before they eat. A puzzling parable in reply, which I didn't find so puzzling, but maybe I missed something. Probably in Capernaum, I would say definitely in Capernaum. That's where he just gave his uh, eat my flesh and or drink my blood and eat my flesh sermon, which drove so many away. But I think they were driven away because he didn't feed them. They were there for the food. They weren't there because of the miracles he'd done. The healings that had been taking place on on the east side of the Sea of Galilee in Decapolis. Uh, the way these people responded to Christ, lining the streets in the country side, in the cities and the villages. But it, it appears that they were just there for what he could give them and, and that they mistook him not for the Messiah, but for the second coming, when he comes as a lion and not as a lamb. This time he came, as John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So they kind of missed that. And uh, up pops the Gentile church, which is the great mystery of the Old Testament, not prophesied. And uh, I, I didn't mention it in, in episode 76, but the the eat my flesh and drink my blood but I think he's setting the stage for uh, obviously for communion but I don't think that you know we're talking about figurative language not literal in my opinion since that's exactly what he says in John the words I speak are spirit uh, I think that's another way of saying figuratively that which is born of the flesh is flesh that which is born of the spirit is spirit there's a an invisible second birth, if you will. Um, anyway. All right, so uh, this is right after his sermon, as far as I can tell. I think he's probably left the, uh, the synagogue in Capernaum. He's out in the streets, and he gets uh, assaulted by the Pharisees from Jerusalem, reproaching Jesus for allowing his disciples to disregard their traditions about ceremonial defilement in their hands and boy he just he doesn't say it here but they are definitely straining at a gnat and swallowing a camel I mean what they're guilty of uh, basically stealing from old people uh, their hearts are far they, you know they, 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 with their mouths they honor me but their hearts are far from me prophecy in Isaiah also in uh, Ezekiel which we'll probably take a look at. Okay, we're going to take a look at Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23, and we're going to go back to chapter 6 a little bit, just to set, you know, a couple of verses, one verse to set the stage, cause just to show you that it's right where he finished the past episode. Matthew 15, 1 through 20, and John chapter 7, verse 1. So John hasn't really talked much during the Galilean ministry, um, but uh, he uh, 
he has something to say in chapter seven, but it's the Galilean ministry's over. He's he's uh, withdrawing. As chapter uh, part part eight talks about A.T. Robertson's part eight talks about. All right, this uh, podcast is based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ, copyright tw- 1922, and C.I. Schofield's Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909. All right, uh, part eight. Uh, we I made I mentioned part seven for for over 30 episodes. Now I'm going to mention part eight, I guess, for 24 episodes, just because that's the way the outline's divided up, and I like to throw in, a, I guess, a few extra biblical things here. This is not carved in stone, and it's definitely debatable, but uh, so far so good with A.T. Robertson's uh, Year of Obscurity and stuff that I had never heard before, only recording the Book of John. The special training of the 12 in districts around Galilee, uh, avoiding Caiaphas, I'm sorry, avoiding Herod, uh, the Tetrarch of Galilee, uh, for for good reason. He just, uh, nine months earlier, he had, he had killed uh, John the Baptist. And I think he was waiting to see if anybody was going to complain, and nobody complained. So now he's kind of going after Christ. There is, he gets him in a year, there is just one year from the beginning of part eight till the crucifixion of Christ. I think that's a really good timeline we can hang our hat on. Emphasis and accurate as opposed to really good, I guess. It's but really good for us that he died on the cross to pay for our sins. Emphasis now on the king as opposed to the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the Messiah, the person of the Messiah. All right, so I'm getting out a cough drop because I feel one cough coming on. Okay, part eight uh, involves a special training of the 12 in districts around Galilee. There are uh, four episodes that are important. Uh, they, they are the four withdrawals, if you will, withdrawing. Uh, in 72, he withdrawed. He withdrew to the hills around um, Capernaum, which surround Capernaum since the Lake of Galilee is below sea level, like down inside a volcano or something. That's the way I picture it anyway, except one side flows downhill. Anyway, uh, which lakes and volcanoes usually don't, they don't do that. So it's obviously got the Jordan River flowing in from the north and flowing out in the south. The Dead Sea just has it flowing in 100 miles south. Nothing flows out except by evaporation, therefore all the salt. And if the Earth is 13 billion years old, where's all the salt? I mean, it just, uh, anyway, the desert should be bigger and that Sea of Galilee should be solid salt, in my opinion. Anyway, 72, 78, 79, and 81. We've got 77 today and 78 coming up in the next podcast, Lord willing. We have four separate withdrawals in 72, 78, 79, and 81. Um, And notice that in every case he withdraws, he keeps out of Herod's territory. And in every case, he goes to the mountains to accomplish his goals in part eight, which we're going to talk about. He's got six reasons for his four withdrawals. But before we get to that, I just want to review 
the episodes uh, 72 through um, 78. Uh, well, I'm not really reviewing 78 or 77 because I haven't taught them yet. But anyway, if we're going to review 72 to 76, it would be 72, Christ feeds the 5,000 up in the mountains. That's a withdrawal. Prevention of political messiah by leaving walking across the Sea of Galilee in 74 where Christ walks on the water and Peter asks if he can join him which is only covered in Matthew if I'm not mistaken episode 75 the reception in Gennesaret couldn't have been better I mean my goodness the streets are lined in the city in the villages in the countryside in the hopes that he'll heal that they can touch his garment and be healed uh, the collapse of the Galilean campaign, 76, and that collapsed when he gave his sermon, said, no no more food, uh, I'm here for bigger things than that. And uh, and it's the, the, Jews are going, the Jews from Jerusalem are going after him, they want to kill him, and um, they... Uh, Anyway, okay, so today's episode is 77. Jesus' reply to the ceremonial washing, which I think is very powerful. I wouldn't want to face Jesus in a courtroom. Uh, but I I will at the, ju- uh, the judgment seat of Christ. He's the judge. I think if you're lost, you'll face him at the great white throne. Jesus is the judge. and uh, But if you trust in him as your Savior, he's also your lawyer. So I don't, I don't think you can lose that. I died for him. It's been paid. Fine has been paid. Whatever you want to call it. Christ's death on the cross paid for my sins. Paid for the sins of the whole world. That's kind of ironic that people are in hell, but their sins are paid for. But it didn't count for them. As it says in Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And this, uh, just to keep it going 78 Jesus withdraws this is one of the four withdrawal episodes to Tyre and Sidon which is northeast of the Sea of Galilee I'm sorry northwest of the Sea of Galilee and very much uh, uh, Gentile territory and uh, he's getting he withdrawing from the Jews of around Galilee and the Jews that are up there from Jerusalem that want to kill him all right, and uh, so let's uh, talk about the five reasons for the four withdrawals. Uh, episode 72 withdrawal, he withdraws from, uh, well, I think these reasons apply to all four withdrawals, in my opinion. He withdraws from the jealousy of Herod Antipas. In every case, he, he goes up into the mountains of the four withdrawals. Uh, Herod Antipas wants to, he killed successfully, got away with killing uh, John the Baptist, which he hesitated to do because the people thought he was a prophet, and he was a great prophet. And uh, now he's going to uh, take his time with Jesus because the people, again, are definitely impressed with him. But I, you know, I just, I don't know. It just, it's not like the welcome that he deserves. I mean, it sounds great, you know, they're lining the streets, but I think they're. Their hearts are far from him. But uh, hopefully I'm wrong. But uh, I'll find out, I guess, when I get to heaven. 
But then after I've been there for seven years, um, uh, when the dead in Christ rise, or and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. If I die before the tribulation or the rapture, I will be resurrected. At the My body will be re resurrected. I'm, I'll be absent from body present with the Lord. So if somebody's trying to tell you you're waiting in a casket to, to get to heaven or a cremation urn or in the bottom of the ocean disintegrated and the sea will give up its dead, God's going to use the, the dust that he originally created man from to make you over again, you get a new body, but it sounds like it's going to be recognizable. I don't know. I mean, Jesus somewhat recognizable, at least the holes in his hands, but uh, hole in his side. But uh, okay, two, uh, a second reason he withdraws uh, from the fanaticism of the would be followers in Galilee, um, verse uh, chapter 6, verse 15. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and make him and take him by force and make him king. Nazareth, they were going to take him by force and throw him off a cliff. In Capernaum, a year later, they're going to take him by force and make him a king, lowercase. He departed again into a mountain himself alone. Again, remember, all Greek words at this time are capital letters, so you can't take, that's a translation thing, whether you capitalize it or not. So uh, that was something I had to learn from my son, who spent a lot of time in Greek classes, college and seminary. All right, um, number three, third reason, withdraws from the hostility to Jewish rulers, which we're going to see today. They want to kill him. And so what does he do? He withdraws to Tyre and Sidon in ep the next episode, 78. We're in episode 77 right now. Uh, he withdraws from the shores of the Lake of Galilee. He spent the summer in the mountain districts around Galilee resting. The hot shores. So um, I think we're coming up on the, the hot season after the Passover. And uh, anyway, um, that one I'm looking forward to how A.T. Robertson explains that one. Uh, and number five, he withdraws to instruct the twelve. That's something he does. Uh, getting away from the crowd that that don't really seem to want to believe in him. Excuse me. All right, Mark chapter 7, verse 1. Mark chapter 7, verse 1. Mark chapter 7, verse 1 through verse 23. Mark chapter 7, verse 1. Go back one verse to Mark chapter 6, verse 56. If you've got a Bible, you just go back one verse. I Maybe that's more work for you if you have a phone Bible. But anyway, in the verse right before Mark chapter 7, verse 1 is 656. Uh, and I just want to read it because it sets the stage for Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 6, verse 56. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. Chapter 7, verse 1. Then, and so when it said then, I kind of had to go back to what? Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. They don't have... Uh, good intentions. 
chapter 7, verse 2. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with, with defiled, that is to say, unwashed hands, they found fault. I mean, I'm all for washing hands. Uh, you know, I, I was eating at my favorite restaurant and and uh, I grabbed the salt and it was just, or pepper, one or the other, you kind of had to grind. And it was just so sticky, I had to go wash my hands. But uh, I, I, I do eat a lot of meals without washing my hands. Sorry if that grosses you out. And when they saw his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they washed their hands oft, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. Okay, what Jesus is going to do is going to compare the word of God to the traditions of the elders. And you can show how these, these Jewish Pharisees from Jerusalem trample, trample the word of God and follow the tradition of the elders. You know, it, I want chapter and verse. If you're doing, you know, if somebody says we do it this way because, you know, that's where the elders want it done, I, you know, I got to take a look at it. If it's <coughs> the color of the tablecloth, I really don't care. But if it's taking something away from the people in the church and, and something that was meant for them and giving it to that authority to some other group, I got a problem with that. That's the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, conquering the people, which doctrine Christ hates. But anyway, that one I might speak up about. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they washed their hands off. That you know, Jesus when he did his first miracle at Cana, that water that he that over hundred gallons of water that he turned into wine, that was water for purification. Marriages they got a lot of hand washing, I guess, feet washing, whatever. But I think it's just kind of interesting that he, you know, was taking a shot, I think, at their traditions. Verse 4, Mark chapter 7, verse 4. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not, and many other things there be which they have received to hold as washing of cups and pots and brazen vessels and tables. So where did they get it from? The Word of God? Where, you know, chapter and verse, Isaiah, Ezekiel, where does this come from? I mean, the priest had the labor to wash in, but it was a pretty bloody affair, sacrificing animals. But anyway, the pots and brazen vessels and tables, uh, they had like a lot of extra rules that they were really harped on, but they didn't, they majored on the minors and, and, didn't, and didn't major on the majors. Uh, like taking care of your parents is where he goes with this. You'll see. Verse 5, John chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, verse 5. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders? Excuse me? But what elders? Are we talking prophets? Are we talking who? But eat bread... With unwashed hands. So they've got these extra Levitical whatever. I don't know. They're not Levitical. But um, anyway. Verse 6. And, and and you know it doesn't say they. You know he maybe he didn't eat that in front of them or something. I don't know. He, they weren't upset with him. They were upset with his disciples. Anyway I find that interesting. Verse 6. 
And he, Jesus answered and said unto them, Well saith Isaiah, in 29.13, which we're going to take a look at in a minute, prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse 7, Howbeit in vain do you worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Our doctrines should come from the Bible. The doctrine of the inerrancy of Scripture, the doctrine of the, know, the virgin birth, the doctrine of salvation by faith alone in Jesus Christ, without works. These are doctrines that are non-negotiable. And we, howbeit they do worship, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. That's that's a messed up group of people that that take people's preferences or whatever the case may be, and teach them as inspired the inspired word of God. Verse eight. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men. This is the way we've always done it. This is the way our fathers did it. Whatever. As washing pots and cups and many other things you do. Verse 9. And he said unto them, Full well you reject the commandment of God that you keep your own tradition. Verse 9. And he said unto them, Full well you Reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. Which commandment are they rejecting? How about number five? Verse 10. Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whosoever curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Now that you can find in the Ten Commandments, which Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Is the list in Deuteronomy? I can't remember. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Exodus, probably in Exodus. That's where he got the Ten Commandments. Anyway, um, D and E kind of confused me up. They're right next to each other in the alphabet. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whosoever curseth his father and mother, let him die to death. I wouldn't curse my parents if I were you. But ye, you're not going to make God happy. But ye say, but you leaders of Israel, you Pharisees of Jerusalem, you say, if a man shall say to his father or his mother, it is Corban, which is a gift to uh, the temple, that is to say, a gift. By whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. You don't have to take, you don't have to help your parents. If you say, I was going to help you, but the money I was going to give you, I gave to the temple. And they say, I'm free from that commandment of honoring or taking care of your parents. By whatsoever thou mightest profited by me, he shall be free. Verse 12. And ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother. 
you you tell this guy, okay, you you don't have to do anything. Everything you give to the church was been what you gave to your parents. Can you see the difference between complaining about people not washing their hands and and letting your parents starve if that's the case? I mean, if you can't see the difference there, then I'm worried about you. Verse 13, Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. That's not the way we do it here. We do it this way. Well, that's fine unless it violates the word of God. There can be different administrations. You know, you can you can add on to your church a coat room or something. We don't have those down where I live. We don't have foyers because you don't need them. You don't have to close two doors before you open one like you do in Fairbanks or up north somewhere. Where if you open up, you're going to lose all your heat. But whatever, you know, it's just... Making the word of God of none effect, i.e. take care of your parents, through your tradition, the tradition of not taking care of your parents, because that way the church or the temple gets its money, which ye have delivered, which ye have delivered, and many such things do you. You delivered this traditional stuff. This didn't come from God. This came from people like you, Pharisees. Verse 14. And when he had called all the people unto him, when Jesus had called all the people unto himself, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entereth into him which can defile him. You cannot defile yourself by eating with unwashed hands. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. Like, you don't have to take care of your parents. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. The difference between following ceremonial rules, if my hands are clean, I don't have to wash them. If they're dirty, yeah, I'd like to wash them. I do wash them. But it's just, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 17, and when Jesus was entered into the house from the people, okay, this is Capernaum, so he's probably Peter's house, I'm guessing. Could be Matthew. Matthew was this, was a tax collector a year ago, not anymore. Uh, had a house in Capernaum. Uh, James and John might have, they moved there, had their ministry there with, with their partners, Peter and Andrew. His disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he saith unto them, Are you so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into a man, it cannot defile him? Verse 19. Because it entereth not into his heart, but into his belly. Well, you got... The strongest acid in your world, in the world, if you're not, if I'm not mistaken, in your belly, it's uh, pH one. It doesn't get any stronger than pH one. I could be wrong, but I, I, it's been a long time since I took biology and talked about, or chemistry and talked about pH. 
physics, we, we dealt with, although chemistry is a branch of physics, it's not a branch I taught. Because it's a branch I, I didn't really catch the first time. I wish I had taught it because I would have learned it. Because it entered, entereth not into the heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the draught, purging all meats, all foods. And he said, That which cometh out of a man, that defileth, that which cometh out of a man, that defileth, not what goes into a man, but what comes out, in particularly what comes out of your mouth. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lying, lasciviousness, uh, right along with fornication, an evil eye, blasphemies, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. So they're, they're 180 out. Oh, you know, we're going to wash your hands because your disciples don't wash your hands before they eat. Or, you know, ten times a day or whatever these guys were doing. And they judge you by, not by what you say and what you do, but by what you don't do is follow, making their rules commandments. All these things come from within and defile a man. So I would argue that what you say and what you do come from within. Let's, let's take a look at these things. Evil thoughts, adulteries, some fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, speak and do as those that should be judged by the law of liberty, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Let's major on the majors and minor on the minors. All these things come from within and defile the man. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Matt chapter 15, verse 1. Matt chapter 15, verse 1. And let's go to Matt chapter 14, verse 35. Let's go a couple verses ahead of that. Matt chapter 14, verse 35 and 36. Matt chapter 14, verse 35 and 36. The last two verses of chapter 14 of Matthew. And when the men of the place had knowledge of Jesus... They sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. So, so much for Jesus' low profile here. But he's going to withdraw after this sermon. Well, No, he's in the process of withdrawing. Anyway, um, well, 78, he's going to, this is 77. Then came Jesus to the scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem. So these are the serious people that hate Jesus. Why do thy disciples transgress? They asked a question. Verse 1, Matthew chapter 15, verse 1. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? 
For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. And he answered, he just, he just healed these every disease. This is the best you can do? Who, who does this? There was only three times there were great miracles. Moses and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha, and Jesus and the apostles. Anyway, um, moving right along. Um, verse 3, But he answered and said unto them, Why do you transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Jesus comes back with, Why do you transgress the commandment of God, number 5 in particular, by your tradition? It's your tradition, says, if someone says their gift is Corbin or a gift to the temple, then it it doesn't, they don't have to take care of their parents in any way, shape, or form. They can starve to death. And this was back when that was kind of expected. And in some cultures it still is. For God, verse 4, For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curses his father or mother, let him die the death. Basically exactly what Mark said. Matthew chapter 15, verse 5. But you say, whosoever shall say to his father or mother, it is a gift, or Corbin, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited of me. So I don't ever have to help you in any way, shape, or form again. Verse 6. And honor not his father or his mother, honor, i.e. with money, shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. You just knocked out honor your mother and father, number five, by your tradition of, of you don't have to if you give it to the temple. If you give it to the priests and the Pharisees and those that work in Jerusalem at the temple. Verse 7, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, I told you we're going to take a look at Isaiah 29, 13. So let's just, I, I hate to make you jump around, but I'd, I'd, I'd like you if, you, if you're of a mind to, to go to Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. Isaiah 29, 13. Isaiah 29, number 13. Isaiah 29, 13. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people, this is like a thousand years before Christ came. Whereas, or maybe 1500, whereas this people draw nigh to me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Fear of God is respect to God. I love electricity, but I'm also very careful when I'm working around it. Uh, 
the fear toward me is taught by the precept of men instead of the precept of God, except by God's word. Well, our elders say this or that or whatever. And uh, I'm not going to hark on this one, but I, I want to I just read Ezekiel 33, 31. Ezekiel 33, 31. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I said I wouldn't, but I can't resist. Ezekiel 3, 3, 3, 1. Ezekiel 3, 3, colon, 3, 1. And they come unto thee as the people cometh and they come unto thee as the people cometh. This is Ezekiel speaking. And they sit before thee. I think he's speaking to God. And they sit before thee as my people. And they hear thy word, but they will not do them like honor your mother and father. For with their mouth they show much love but their heart goeth after their covetousness. I want to keep this money. I want to call it something else. I want to call it a gift to the church. Whatever. Or the temple. Anyway, there's two Old Testament prophecies here that Christ called up. All right. Um, well, really, he only called up, the scripture only calls up Isaiah, but... Schofield Reference Bible had Ezekiel 33 there as a cross-reference, so that's where I got to give C.I. Schofield a little bit of props. When I look up a cross-reference, that's where I go, usually, unless, unless it's put out by A.T. Robertson and I catch it. Verse 9, Matthew chapter 15, verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Uh, Love your neighbors yourself, do unto others you'd have them do unto you. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. These are the two great commandments. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. Pretty much takes care of the Ten Commandments. But parents are like special neighbors, okay? They get special consideration. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Verse... Uh, Matthew, okay. Um, okay, it just seemed like I, yeah, okay, sorry. I kind of got lost in Matthew there. Okay, Matthew chapter 15, verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Verse 10. And Jesus called the multitudes and said unto them, Hear and understand. So the multitudes around, he's kind of turning his back on the, Pharisees from Jerusalem. Verse 11. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man. Not what you eat, not but what comes out of your mouth. But that which cometh out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Like saying, you know, your gift to the church means you know, have to follow commandment number uh, five, whatever. Um, verse 12 then came his disciples and said unto him knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard that saying <laughs> they're wrong they should be offended I mean they should 
I don't know. They should, you know, some of them, Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees and he trusted Christ. Anyway, uh, verse 13, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Okay, we're going back to believers and unbelievers and we're going to wait for God to separate the wheat from the chaff, the uh, the wheat from the weeds. We're not going to pull up, go out and pull up all the weeds because uh, we're going to wait for the judgment to do that. And we'll let the judge do that. How about the lamb who has the lamb's book of life do that? But he answered and said, Every plant which my father, my heavenly father, hath not planted shall be rooted up. Metaphor. Okay. Verse 14. Let them alone... They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. So if you, if you are afflicted by a false teacher, um, you can just pretty much, you know, stand your ground. But it's, don't root them up. Maybe they'll trust Christ. Anyway. Verse 15, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. You know, I kind of missed the parable here. I guess the parable is a metaphor like uh, planted, trees planted. That'd be a, that would be a parable. Uh, the, the parable of the, the, the wheat and the chaff, that would be a parable. Wheat is good, chaff is not so good. Um... Verse 16, Jesus answered and said, Are ye also without understanding, Peter? Do you not understand that whatsoever entereth at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out? So, so the, the, the parable here is, the metaphor here is, your, uh, it's your words, it's what you say, not what you eat, is the explanation. Because what you eat goes into your belly and is cast into the draught, uh, you know, out into the sewer. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, Peter. They defile a man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are are the things that defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defile not a man. That was the the parable that 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 A.T. Robertson said was a little confusing. Um, I forget what adjective he used, but anyway, um, I think Jesus explained it pretty well. And anyway, all right. Um, now we're going to take a look at John. Chapter 7, verse 1. One verse here. One great verse. It fills in the blank beautifully. Very important verse. John chapter 7, verse 1. To tie all this together. John chapter 7, verse 1. 7, 1. 7, 11 minus 10. 7, 1. John chapter 7, verse 1. After these things, what things? After Jesus had spoke in the synagogue of Capernaum, saying, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, 
you cannot enter into heaven, those kind of things. Again, he said they were spirit. They were not, they were figurative, not literal. In the synagogue in Capernaum. Um, and the result of that was in, in John 6, 66. The last episode was entirely in John. And uh, so in John chapter 6. To 71, 22 to 71, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, John chapter 6, verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with Jesus. I mean, these are followers of Christ that don't follow him anymore. This is a withdrawal by his followers. They're withdrawing from him because they don't understand a metaphor, they don't believe. I don't know. They didn't get fed, that's for sure. Anyway, John, let me read John chapter 7, verse 1 without any comment. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, Judea, because, or cities like uh, uh, Tiberias, Tib Tiberia, on the, on the Sea of Galilee, at about 8 o'clock, if you got an analog clock to look at like I do. Jesus walked, okay, from this time, okay, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee. For he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. So what John is saying is here, He's avoiding Jerusalem. He's enjoying in, in, uh, avoiding uh, Judea. He's not going a hundred miles south to Jerusalem, except to to die on the cross in approximately twelve months. So this is where we stand, John's whole deal here was to point out that the Jews in Jerusalem and Judea want to kill Christ. They they had come up from Jerusalem and they're not happy because I guess they're cutting he's cutting into their prophets saying you you can take care of your family before you take care of the the priests and the Levites and the and the uh Pharisees. Jesus walked in Galilee, that's up north downhill by the way um, for he would not walk in Jewry which is Judea because the Jews sought to kill him I think the leadership did I don't know if the average person did or not but he has to withdraw from from Jerusalem for a while and stay in the hills around Galilee alright next podcast Lord willing Episode 78, the second withdrawal, the first one was from those that wanted to make him king and he walked on the water to get away from them, etc. Uh, now, the second withdrawal, I already mentioned it in the introduction, but the second withdrawal to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is on the coast of the Mediterranean, very Gentile, and the healing of the daughter of the Psychrophoenician woman who says, you know, you heal my daughter, and he goes, you know, I've come to the lost tribes of Israel. Uh, 
I'm not here for, you know, the dogs. I'm not here for the Gentile dogs, basically. It says it a little more poetically, I think. But he says, and she says, but even the dogs get to eat the scraps from the table. And Jesus goes, I have not found so great faith as I found in this Syrophoenician woman of Phoenicia, which is also known as Tyre and Sidon. Again, very Gentile. Um, So I will say adios to God. And I will say vaya con Dios, go with God.